Are you a woman who feels like you can never find the right kind of porn that's appealing to you? Then I suggest that you check out my amazing sponsor's website, Belessa.co. Belessa is a carefully researched and thoughtfully put together site of adult entertainment for women. Yes, they have beautiful erotic films that you can watch for free, but they also have thought-provoking articles and arousing erotic stories. The entire website is free. There's no member's fees or anything like that. So go check it out and become a part of the feminist sex movement. That's belessa.co, B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O. Are you stuck in a sex rut? Do you need to introduce some outside elements into your sex life? No, I'm not talking threesomes, though I'm not advising against them, of course. I'm talking about hitting up adamandeve.com to find something to spice things up. This website is massive. They carry everything from vibrators to bondage gear, lingerie, and countless adult movies. In fact, right now, they are having a 30% off sale on Wicked Movies. And the best part is, is that Adam and Eve has created a special code for my listeners to get you 10 free gifts and free shipping on whatever you order. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com. So before I introduce Carla, I want to talk to you guys about a really cool event that is happening this weekend here in Los Angeles. Erica Lust is coming into town and she is going to be doing a screening of her hit series, X Confessions. It's going to be held in Silver Lake at the Mac Senate Studios at 7 p.m. Saturday, March 24th. There's going to be live performances, a DJ set, and a director Q&A with Erica herself. I'm really excited about this event. I will be there myself. I've actually never met Erica before, but I feel like I kind of know her since we shared that episode in the documentary Hot Girls Wanted. I think she's a really inspirational woman, and she's been producing some incredible stuff, and she's really doing a lot for women in porn, and I just think that this is going to be a great event, and I'm happy to support her, and you guys should too. So go to ericalustla.eventbrite.com to get more information. Hope to see you guys there. Today on the podcast, I have Carla Lane. Carla Lane is an adorable plus-size adult model, and I'm so fortunate to have her here. I have so many questions for her. She's all about body positivity. Um, she's very comfortable in her own skin, and she accepts her body for what it is, and she loves her body for what it is. And I just think that's such a great message, and I feel like she's going to have a lot to teach me. So I'm excited to have her on. So let's welcome Carla Lane. <music> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Today, I have the lovely Carla Lane in the studio. Hi, Carla. Hi. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for coming out. I'm kind of flattered that because um, they threw it out there. A few people I'm like, oh, maybe you should do the show. And I'm like, well, maybe she'll have me. And then when you asked, I'm like, oh, my God, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anytime I'm going to show up, I'm just going to be here. I'll just sit down in front, and then one day she's like, okay. Just like have to step over you every time you're just sitting outside the door. I'm like, Carla, fine, you can be on the show. That's exactly how it worked out. It's just on Twitter, though. (laughs) 
Well, so we met at Expos. We yes. met just recently. Yes. And I just loved... Um, I don't know. I loved your attitude. I loved how you just came up to me and you were like, "Hey, I'm a fan." And then we said to me, "You go if you ever want to shoot a fat girl." You said, "Call me," and I was like, "Whoa!" And then, you, but you were so genuine and sweet about it. And then, like, I don't know. You just had this. You obviously had this. Very, you were very comfortable with yourself, yes. which came off immediately. Thank you. And you were funny, and you were charming, and you were sweet. And I was like, I bet she would be a great guest to have on. Um, I. I, and I've said this and I'll say a hundred times, I'm the girl next door. The only difference is I'm the most confident girl in the room. When I walk into a place, I think I'm just the shit. Because if I don't think that, nobody else will. Yeah. So it's almost, and I'm very bubbly, uh-huh. just naturally bubbly uh-huh. and almost to the point like, oh God, turn it down. I wish I could. <laughs> uh, so it just, just comes off like the high cheeks, the whole. Yeah. 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 So how would you describe yourself like um I guess as a performer like what would what what is your bio read I guess? Uh 13 years of having sex on camera. Mm-hmm. I started a day after my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of crazy shit on camera. So I'm very much a gonzo girl. I didn't until Monday I've never done anything scripted. Mm-hmm. So what is it, the 25th of February? Mm-hmm. Uh I just like having sex and I like being the different girl. Okay. So in the past, I used to work with a lot of bigger companies, uh-huh. and they would literally just throw me in uh-huh. to anything because they're like, she's nice, she's friendly, cool. So I would be in the mix, and then the genre of plus size came into play, and then uh-huh. now I'm my own little bubble. Yeah. So what would you would you call yourself a plus size yeah. performer? Yes. Like, how do you? Because I know that sometimes you know, like people have very specific identities that they want to be named by, and I just. I want to know what you like to be called. Fat girl performer, plus size, BBW, any term that is related to my size, I'm okay with. Okay. At the end of the day, I always go, I'm more of the average American girl. Mm-hmm. Go out there, the average person you'll see walking down the street is a size 14. So mm-hmm. I'm just normal, but in a world where we put labels to everything, I'm plus mm-hmm. size. Yeah. Okay. And so are you comfortable? Because you've called yourself. Fat a couple of times, yeah. and you're like the, so that term for you. You don't feel like derogatory. No, not with, at all. You're like totally fine with yeah. that. If I don't own it, somebody else is going to use it against me. So why not be okay with using the terms? Yeah, but it, then again, it's like, but or are you just average? Because it's like, and then it just brings up the question of what is normal. You know what I mean? Because especially like mainstream advertising, um, we sell this image of this super skinny girl and that's what everybody should look like with the big boobs and like totally unreal. I mean, even just look back as far as like dolls and Barbies, you know, I used to play with Barbies, like they had totally had unreal, I remember like there was some article and some like doctor was like the, the measurements, measurements are, are compl- like like completely impossible like you as a human being couldn't function like your spine would collapse like there was all these like medical conditions <laughs> the barbie would have if a woman actually was those measurements yeah so um and now you know with the with the internet and with social Grams. media, yeah, and and I just feel like a lot of things are coming out into the open now, and people are discussing subjects that people didn't want to talk about before, yeah. you know, and and we're discussing becoming more accepting of of everybody's an individual, and that it's okay to be different. And um, do you feel that that's really been a plus for you? 
I, <laughs> yes, okay. As a person, yes, business-wise, not so much because there's more of us out there. <laughs> so it's like, I used to be the market, you know, there was yeah. maybe a few of us and now there's a lot more girls in the curvier kind of feel or more in the normal plus size. Mm-hmm. And then we get into our Bigger girls, SSBBWs, and then we go, it, it gets. Wait, did you say SSBBWs? Yeah, super so, size. Oh, okay. Because, see, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they. I am considered a small BBW. Okay. Uh, almost in the plumper, which a plumper would be more of a curvier girl. Okay, yeah. Wait, break this all down for me. Because okay. I didn't know, because I really hesitated to call you a BBW performer, because in my mind, you seem smaller than what I would think most BBW performers would be, but I don't know the terminology. But you stick me at, you know, Exposavian, I'm one of the chubbier girls there. I'm one of the bigger girls. I'm one of the fatter girls. It's... Mm-hmm. All apples to oranges, and depending on the group of girls I'm with, if I am with plus size community friends, I'm one of the smallest girls. Okay, uh, usually about the size twelve is okay. where we consider normal or plus size. Uh-huh. Um, and then you get into your plumpers, your BBWs, and then you get into your SSBBWs, and then you get into your bigger. And we're like, talking three, four hundred pounds, five hundred pound girls. Like people who can't necessarily move. Some move. of them, some, but that is what they make money off. The fact that they can't move. Yeah. Wow. It's a whole different ball. Like when you deal with plus size fat people, it it gets to the point of so. An interesting one, and that I love. The first time I actually heard your show was because of Angela White. She, uh-huh. You had her on, and then I binged on everything. I'll be honest. Aww. And um. Her story about mm-hmm. um, the Osorotica, and it was a plus size woman. The, the Becky story, yeah, right? Yes. How incredibly beautiful and erotic did she make that? I absolutely love it. And yeah. we played with that topic for Pure Taboo this week. I saw actually something on your social media about that. That's <laughs> awesome. So talk about that. Because is that the first scripted scene that you were referring to yes. earlier that you had done? Okay. Yeah. So that was. Um, it was interesting to have a mainstream company put in the feeder aspect mm-hmm. of plus size. Okay. I'm personally not a feeder, so I don't gain weight to make money off it. Okay, always- so explain what a feeder is. Okay. Because you have to remember most of my audience yes. and myself, we don't know. Okay, these so things. a feeder is somebody that gains weight for somebody else. Okay. Or gains weight for themselves to hit a particular goal weight. Okay, to to Gain. appeal to a certain yes. audience. Okay, so it's usually about fifty pounds from what you originally started, and that's usually when you have people donate to money or buy your videos more because they want to see the you know the first ten pounds you can't thin your jeans, the you know another twenty pounds and you know you have to get a whole new wardrobe. So like, do you do videos of yourself like trying to put on these pants that don't fit anymore? I'm not that good at that, but I have a lot of girlfriends that do that. Wow. Yes, and that's how they make their money. Wow! And it's the whole jiggling of the belly, and mm-hmm. it's my arm rolls happening, and mm-hmm. for me, I'm. Shaped a little more curvier, mm-hmm. so I always get judged for not having a bigger belly. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like I, if I had a bigger belly, I wouldn't have like a little waist, and it would be like sexier in my genre mm-hmm. versus having curvier body. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's wow. it's a completely different thing. It's funny when I'm with um, models that are judged if they gain ten pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm the opposite. If I lose ten pounds, I will get angry emails. Wow. Hey, is everything okay? Do you need this? Do you need that? Um, people just checking on me to make sure I'm okay. Wow. Because <laughs> I went to the gym a few times. Wow. And 
I'm a very active fat girl. I saw your um, I saw your video of you doing yoga. I do yoga. That was very impressive. Mm, I do yoga four times a week uh, minimum, and I've run marathons before. Full on like wow. marathons. I hate running. <laughs> so do I. I can't do it. <laughs> and I've done a lot more half marathons. I'm, I joke that I'm only half crazy most of the time because uh-huh. a full marathon, you're just yeah. really crazy. My brother's just... an ultra runner and he's running 100 miles this summer. <sighs> I know. I know a few people like that. And that's it's so impressive. The crazy. mindset for that, it's all mental at that point. Your body's yeah. done. Yeah. Like, it's, if you can mentally get through that, and he'll like come impressive. back from these things and he like can't walk. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, in the Epsom salt bath or ice bath for a yeah. while. Yeah, he'll literally be like limping around. He's got to take like a couple of days off of work. And mm-hmm. I yeah, had to crazy. once take um, pills to cut down the lactic acid on my calf muscles because I just tore them after a marathon. Ooh, they have that? Yeah. They give you pills to calm down? Well, you go to the doctor and they give you pills and they help you calm it down, yeah. Is it like pain pills or is it specifically no, to target specific. lactic acid? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know this existed. It, it's a nice little thing. Uh, it's huh. more of an alternative kind of thing because technically you're not supposed to give it to you. Right. Unless you have medical issues. But right. After okay. a marathon, they just, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, we're going back to the whole, so a feedy is somebody that gains weight for somebody or something. Or is it kind thing. of like, is it at all a submissive dominant yes, relationship? It's so submissive okay. It's the idea of they're controlling what you're eating. Okay. So do you have to, every time you eat, do you have to eat and film it for that? Some people do that. Some okay. people is more the interaction online, like, you know, with Twitter and this, they'll have the setups where um, they just watch and, or, you know, you log what you ate that day and you have the um, app attached to your website mm-hmm. and then your weekly weigh-ins and people, weekly weigh-ins are one of the best selling clips on Clips for Sales. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's so weird the idea that people are interested in what you weigh, but it's almost the control aspect of it. That it, you know, what? it's weird, but it's not because yeah. we're so obsessed with weight in this country, and we're so obsessed with control um, that that totally makes sense to me. I mean, people spend millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. to control their weight. It's funny because when you see a hot girl eat a whole hamburger, mm-hmm. these guys think it's sexy. Yeah, you're right. You'd like those um, Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. commercials where they had like those supermodels like biting into those big juicy hamburgers. Exactly. I was like, "Fuck you, bitch! You do not eat those." Like, exactly. There's no way. So the guys that want to see her eat that are the ones that will pay her to gain fifty pounds when she's done with that. Right. Right. It's weird. Our what we're into as human beings is completely different, and we all have our turn ons and turn offs. Right. And weight gaining is a really popular one. Wow. So what's the strangest request that you've had? I'm assuming you probably do a lot of custom videos. No, I'm a horrible porn star. Oh, really? Absolutely horrible porn star. If I was better, I would be driving a better car. <laughs> um, I go with, I, and this is the bad thing, I've banked doing 10 years of working for other people. Uh-huh. So now I'm mostly exclusive to my website and people like to see me have normal sex. Okay. So I'm very much like a POV girl mm-hmm. and... More intimate, like I'm. This is as much makeup as you get when you watch mm-hmm. my videos on my website. Rarely do I do the full production. Maybe two, three times. You a year. look incredibly beautiful skin. Thank by you. The way. And I'm like breaking out right now. I was really. So, I was freaking out with the Angela thing, and I'm like, oh my god. So the week before I started, uh huh. This is bad. This is. You, this is. I mean, from here you look like. Thank great. you so much. Like you have like rosy cheeks and like very like flushed and healthy looking. Now she's gonna get me all blushy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Holly, you're making me blush. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the, am, I, am I making you uncomfortable? A little, but I like it. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, dear. It's always the ones you don't expect. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was the question? Where were we I at? forgot. <laughs> oh, customs. If I make them... um. I not as much when it comes to revolving around food. Okay, um, it's just not my clientele, but my friends that do that—that that, that's what they, you know, they'll mm-hmm. eat fifty burgers between two girls, three girls sometimes, and like in a setting, in a setting. How it's physically seeing people have food in their mouth, going like that, and it's not—it's like the mukbang stuff that I learned about from Bridget yep. B. She taught me mm-hmm. about that on this podcast. I'd never heard of it before, and it's. It's an interesting thing. It's not about seeing the person, but it's almost knowing that they're enjoying putting something in their mm-hmm. mouth, and it's an oral fixation. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, that the sound plays a big part into it uh-huh. too, like the licking of the lips and the sucking on the fingers, and, and the that kind crunchy of, stuff. of the food, yes. whatever it is. It's so weird, and it's we're all into whatever we're into. Yeah, I think we're getting with society being so open. I think uh-huh. we're more open about what we're into without yeah. hiding it as much. Yeah. Well, the internet is also created an anonymous place that you it can really indulge is. in your fantasies and people don't have to know. Exactly. And you can find a community of other like-minded people who feel the same way you do, want to cater to what you're into. Like Diaper play? Yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. when people like wear, mm-hmm. do they poop in them? Some people do. Some oh, people just like to wear them. And boy. it's that. It's, it, it, you go to a store like, Clips for sale or mini vids or yeah. whatever, and you see the stuff that they have, and you're like, okay, I didn't ever think somebody would be into that. Yeah, but yeah, I can There's never a hair washing that. fetish. I remember like seeing that. I'm like, that's random. The girls with the super long hair. Yeah, like, yeah, like down to your butt. Yeah, yeah. and um, what is it? It's another one that's pretty popular that I've always found like, oh, okay, is being squashed. Yeah. <laughs> or like the gigantus fetish. Yes. Yeah. And I have really tall friends that make very very good livings. Yeah. Being a giant. Wow. And I've seen them do, you know, little videos where they pick up little Indian men and like just drop them and that's I'm like, that's a custom. Yeah, I made hundred fifty dollars doing that real fast. Yeah. So I'm like in what world? But Somebody wanted it. Yeah. Somebody had some experience that made that valuable to them. It's always interesting to think about what was that experience that made that yeah. a thing for them. Have you ever asked any of your fans like why they have the fetish that they have? And have you heard? For me, it's that I am so appealable, next door. Uh-huh. Approachable. Approachable. Just so average looking. Right. I will say no, no insult. I don't think I'm the prettiest girl in the room. Like facially, there's pretty girls with beautiful, you know, lips and beautiful right. eyes, and have the whole thing. I'm just there. I'm not saying I'm ugly. I'm not saying that, but I'm not gorgeous. You don't see me, and you're like, <gasps> it's just like, look, she's cute. Yeah, I, I would say you're. I would totally say you're attractive, but in I would the not cute say, way, but yeah, not in the sexy way. I hear you. So saying. that's the difference. It's that I'm pretty cute in the whatever, but I'm not hot, gorgeous. Those are not my. And pretty cute ones are typically like, just I can see myself with her. It's not yes. a scary thing, and I'm yes. just approachable, and you know, right. it's and I'm also really giggly. Yeah. <laughs> so people were like, "Oh my gosh, she's super nice." I'm like, "I'm actually a big bitch," but nobody. 
hide it all inside. Just keep between us. Don't let anybody know. Can you edit that out, please? Thank you. So what was it like for you growing up? Were you a heavier girl growing up? Yeah, but I've always had the confidence of a supermodel. So you never felt like bullied, you never felt picked on, you never like Nope. I was wow. popular I was the most popular girl in school. I graduated Valedictorian. I my mom at a very young age, and this is thank you, mom, um, she always told me there's always gonna be prettier girls than you, but you have to have better confidence in that. Yeah. Be the most confident person who walks in, and nobody's ever going to question that. Nobody ever questions the most confident person in the mm-hmm. room. You almost assume there's a reason they're that confident. Right. You don't question it. It's just yeah. it's facts. Um, but if you walk into a room with your head down and have almost like a sad, uh, people are going to be mean to mm-hmm. you and things like that. And you, especially in school, you don't want to be the sad person. You know, if mm-hmm. you're just nice and you know friendly to everybody, everybody's going to like you. Yeah. So I had the opposite, where a lot of plus size girls always say, you know, well, oh, you know, I was teased in school or blah, blah, blah. I wasn't. Wow. I, people, you know, would come up to me like, hi, whatever. But I had friends from the cheerleaders to, you know, the people that were in Glee Club and like Magic Club. Yeah. So you never, you never had that negative experience. It's amazing because I know, you know, a lot of girls who work in the sex industry now had a bad experience or hated themselves growing up, and and coming and doing sex work was almost a part of them reclaiming their sexuality and reclaiming themselves and their bodies. And but you've just always been super confident, loved yourself, and were like, I'm going to make a career out of this. Yeah, my this is this shows you how much I like to be center of attention sometimes. The reason I do porn isn't because of money, isn't because of anything like that, but I like to be fantasized about. Mm-hmm. The best high you can ever get is acknowledging that there's a man out there right now, or a woman, mm-hmm. out there masturbating to you. Mm-hmm. So you like to be an exhibitionist. I love that. Yeah, see, Not- that's that's the right reason to get into porn. That's why people, because people have asked me sometimes, they're like, why don't you do porn? I'm like, I am not an exhibitionist. Like, even watching myself in the mirror have sex makes me want to throw up. Like I'm just not the I'm not the right person. I don't have the right mindset to be in front of the mm-hmm. camera. Like I pick myself apart. Like it's just not a good place for me. I can't watch myself because then I do the pick myself apart thing, you and do. then I I get into like oh maybe I should put my arm there, maybe I should you know yeah you know that. Do you face. pick apart your performance, but you don't pick apart your body? No, never my body. I. I can't change. I want you can change it, plastic surgery and everything, but I can't change what I already did. So why am I going to pick apart that? Oh, my body looked a little thing. That hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. I'll have a little roll here. You know, Mm -hmm. it's I should have you know angled differently, Mm -hmm. or I should have pinched there, or done something. Um, I go with it's my body. Own it for what it is. Yeah, but I I will. Pick apart my oh my god! Look at that face when I came yeah right the there. orgasm face is never Ooh. attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, and I'm a multi orgasm like super fast like within oh, three really? minutes. It, it's the best thing. It's the best confidence booster for a guy ever yeah. because they never have to really 100 percent try it within. Yeah. You know, some guys are like oh we'll have sex with you know they think they're gonna go at it for an hour twenty minutes. Six minutes later, they're done. Oh, well, I'm done too. I hey, two oh, orgasms. I am so, we're so go. jealous of you, girl. It takes me forever <laughs> to come, like forever. And then, like, I can only do it once. Then I'm like, get the fuck off me. Like, I can't do multiple orgasms because I'm way too sensitive afterwards. Sorry, I just like, put the smoke <laughs> mic in my face. Um, for you know what, it was working past that. Okay, 
that getting make, past the sensitivity. I can't. I'm just like fucking don't touch me. And it's almost where can you make yourself come by yourself? Yes. How fast? Much faster than if a guy does it. Is it a confidence level then? I think it's yeah, I just get well first of all, he's not doing it exactly okay. the way I would want it, right? Cuz if I was touching myself, I'd be doing it exactly the way I wanted Why it. Why don't you tell him exactly I how do, you want it? I do, but like it'll never be exactly. It can get close. It'll never be. I mean, you know, like my boyfriend's great. He's really good at it, but then I don't know, my head gets really fucking busy. Like it's bad if there's music playing, I can't. I can't. I start listening to the lyrics of the song. Like I get so fucking distracted, I get way the fuck out of my head. Have you ever had sex in a black room with no lights, nothing, just a broom? Mm, I mean, the lights have been off. I mean, dark. Like, like a sensory deprivation yeah. chamber. Just you and him on a bed. I don't. I guess not. Try it. Okay. And just almost zone out. There's nothing else between the two of you. I just get like, because here's the other thing too, and this is why like I could never be a male performer because I think about how male performers go through this. I start to get performance anxiety if I take too long, and then I'm like, oh my god, this is taking forever. He's so <laughs> tired. He's so over this. His jaw hurts. He's singing to himself. When the fuck are you gonna come? I'm like, he should just give up right now. He's just only give oral. Up. Like, yeah, I can only come through oral. That's hard. Yeah. I- my heart goes out to him. Yeah, That's- I know. Poor guy. He's to work. He's just to work really hard. It, that's a difficult one. Yeah. Have you ever tried doing a, this might be too much, anal orgasm? Have you ever had one of those? No. I mean, I don't know. It's different, right? It's a different intensity. I might have, but I'm not sure. Right, it felt m- like maybe it was, but it wasn't. I mean, obviously, you don't. it's not stimulating the same part of my body, no. so it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. So maybe I have. Okay, this is going to be the TMI thing. You know when you have a really good poop and all of a sudden you just feel really good? You're like, okay. <laughs> yes. Think of that a hundred times better when you have an anal orgasm. It's very much that same kind of huh, yeah. release. And it's a different kind of release. And it's yeah. like, you get anal orgasms always give me goosebumps. Huh. And it's oh, that's one of the things I've asked girls that can get orgasm through anals. Uh-huh. It's almost like a full body, like, <laughs> yeah, melting kind of thing. Maybe I didn't then. I guess I'm just gonna have to try more, more anal. Yeah, more. Anal. Your boyfriend will thank me later. <laughs> he always pulls surprise anal on me, which I don't like because I like to be prepared. Because you know, like I grew up in this industry and like all about hygiene and all yeah. that stuff. So I like to be prepared. So like when he pulls a surprise anal on me, I'm like, there's bears in the cave. It's your fault. It's funny because I'm saying I'm cool with surprise anal, and the boyfriend isn't so cool with surprise uh, anal. And he's like, wait, did you prep? And I'm like. Yeah, and he knows I'm bullshitting, and he's like, do you just want to go to the bathroom for a little bit? I'm like, no, and he's like, okay, and I'm like, well, we're taking a chance. Tequila makes that better, though. You don't drink, though. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. Tequila makes it better for me when it's like, when he's like, uh, like it's, you know, you, you want to take a shot? You won't care if you take a shot. <laughs> then just stick it up there. It's good. Um, so that actually brings me to my next question mm-hmm. because you are you very much believe in polygamy, right? Polyamorous? Um, yes. Yes. Wait, is polygamy just when you get married? Yes. And polyamorous means that you're not. relationships. Wow. You, I te- legally cannot get married to him. If I were able to get married to all my partners, I would have done it a years right. ago. But technically, I'm not. So polygamy is also typically boys. 
okay. with multiple wives. Okay. So polyamorous is all genders, multiple partners. Mm-hmm. See? There you go. Learning something new every day. We just call them the poly group at this point. Okay. I, I have a necklace typically that I wear that says I'm poly. Yeah, I saw that. So it's kind of cute little thing. Um, yeah, so I have a husband mm-hmm. for, we just celebrated 10 years of being married. Oh, wow. And we did the whole renewal of vows and everything. Oh. And my boyfriend was there. My other boyfriend was supposed to be there, but he ended up taking a last minute job to Australia. So uh-huh. he couldn't be there. Right. I would have had all three of them there if I could. Oh, wow. Um, but it's. I'm happy. Yeah. And it's a good balance for us. Um, the boyfriend, Mo, which you yes, I know, know mm-hmm. um, he was always in traditional relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, married and then was in a relationship and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And when he met me, he didn't think that this would be something he would be able to do. Mm-hmm. But he's really happy. Hmm. Almost to the point that people that have worked with him for years are like, I've never seen you this happy, and it's a different kind of thing because he gets me when he wants me, mm-hmm. but I'm not always overbearing and mm-hmm. like, hey, because hey, I also have another relationship to worry about, another one. He Every, doesn't feel like the full burden, um, the overwhelming sometimes that a girl can be if it's just a yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And we've all we've all played that girlfriend before. We're like, yeah, just a. We're just too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it happens, it, it, even to the best of us. Yeah. So he and I have a great relationship, and he has a great relationship with my husband, and then with the other boyfriend too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times where we all three of us go out to dinner. Well, all four of us go out to dinner. So I have the three boys, and then me. So who do you sit next to? I'm usually. It's kind of like a thing. The husband's usually here, and then the other one's here, and then Mo's here. Okay. Mo moved up to this first position boyfriend. I was going to ask you if you had like different positions, and do they know when they've been promoted or demoted, and how it's, do they feel about that? It's not. It's not really like a label I put on them, but it just depends on the second one's just working so much, and mm-hmm. he's a little more famous, so he travels a lot mm-hmm. and does his thing. And then um, Mo's just always there with us, like mm-hmm. he's. With my family, he goes to Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything. Oh wow! Like so, it's like my mom, my stepdad, and my husband and Mo. <laughs> wow! And your parents obviously know. Yes, and but they're totally fine with it. My mom was always in a open poly relationship okay. and never kind of labeled what it was. Right. It was just always her best friend. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, you don't question, and it's a thing. My mom calls Mo my friend. Okay. Um and whatever happens between between you know you yeah. close the door it's okay that it's never so you're not a, necessarily like a ton of PDA with all of them in public I'm not a PDA person in public Period. really okay. especially not around my parents right okay it's a little too much I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like my husband and I are not PDA at all mm-hmm. but uh, Mo and I are mm-hmm. so we'll do the kissing and everything that but around my parents it's more of a respect thing I've mm-hmm. just never yeah. Even when I was younger and dating the crazy boys and teenagers, I was that was just so weird to make out in front of your parents or like yeah. even hold hands because you know it's simple. Well, hold hands not as bad, but just that extra little touch. I'm like, no, that's my mommy. Like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm so grabby with my boyfriend. I'm like, come here, touch me. It's not go with me. I need you. <laughs> She's one of those girlfriends. <laughs> he's always like, I'm always trying to snuggle with him on the couch, and he's like, "It's too hot, get away from me." But then he'll snuggle with our dog. I'm like, "Fuck you, get a silk blanket." Well, this or is on the couch. Oh. On the bed, I actually we don't really. It's too hard. It's too much on the bed. 
On the couch, it's fine. Do you have a queen size bed or? Yeah, you? I have a queen. Upgrade. I know. Well, I don't think it'll fit my room though. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then the door like won't really open. You can't put it against the wall because you really you only use two sides anyway. It is against the wall, but oh. the other side is a closet door, and mm. it won't work. It faces the windows. I like the mm. way my room is. Okay, I wallpapered one wall to make it. Okay, know, I'm not gonna change my. Room. No. I'm not gonna change my room. I just you can't make me. I, I'm getting you more comfortable <laughs> in bed. God, I'm sorry. I want you to upgrade to a adult size no, bed with a partner. Okay? I don't need it. A queen size is like you. <laughs> king is you have room for a boy. It's like a, you know, queens all you. You just think a king size bed because you have room for two other people. I do. Okay, so there's been certain times where um, somebody's walked into my room and I have my husband on one side, me in the middle, and then another partner on mm-hmm. the other side, and then I'm like. Eh. Hello, good morning. I'm like, hi. <laughs> you can bring us all breakfast in bed. You could. You could. So the, you never have jealousy issues between your boyfriend's husband's? Nephew? You know, it's an agreement before. It's, I will make you in a priority when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay with that, that's usually mm-hmm. when I cut it off. And it's not been an issue. I've been practicing being a poly for 13 years now. Mm-hmm. And my relationships with my partners last anywhere from... One year to five years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're happy. We're happy. And I would imagine you're probably pretty upfront about it, like right away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't lie about it. I always tell people and like everybody around me, I want them to feel like they're special in my world. And I don't want you to feel like you're just mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I had, um, so have you listened to all my podcasts? Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the one with Chris Ryan? Only <gasps> you just lied and I caught you. No, only because I just finished the book. <laughs> okay, so you did read Sex I, at Dawn. I literally just finished the book yesterday, and I did not want to listen to the podcast yeah, okay. and have that overlap. And I'm obsessed. I have read um, a lot of books when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. I'm secretly thinking I want to go for my master's in something okay. in that lines, but then I figure I really hate school. Yeah, there's that. I mean, if you hate school, unfortunately, that's something that you have to do to get your master's. It's it's one of those things. Yeah. But then I look and I'm like, oh, there's so many online programs now. Hey, you know what? It's true. I mean, you're you're a cam girl. You're a performer. You make your own schedule. Yeah. So it's not like you don't you don't work a nine to five. I actually do. Oh, do you? Yeah. On top of everything else that you do. So I, when I said I'm a lazy porn star, it, it, it's a thing. Um, my family owns a fasteners company, so I, I joke that I screw for a living because that's what we do. We sell screws and nuts and bolts. So it's oh, kind of wow. like when people ask me, oh, so what do you do for a living? Yeah, I sell screws for a living, and it's like my inside joke. Yeah. Um, so porn's always just been a part-time fun thing for me. Okay. So when I do it, it's still exciting to you because yeah. I've been doing this 13 years. I'm not burned out. Yeah. I've never burned out. I have over seven, eight, nine, I don't even know how many hundreds of movies out there. They're uh-huh. just there, you know? Um, so it's never been a thing because, you know, I'll work four or five times in a month and then, mm-hmm. like, in the next month, nothing happens. Yeah. I don't need it. That's kind of nice. Going. That can just mm-hmm. be a supplemental income. Yeah. It's my Vegas funds. <laughs> So tell me about your scene with Angela White because we never actually got into the details of that. I feel like we started it. Yeah, we, and then we, we just went got to the feedy part. Yeah. Um, so it was based on a story she wrote, mm-hmm. and it was tweaked a little to make it. So a little was more. it on the Becky story that she wrote for Asa? Erotica? It had an idea of that. Okay, it was very based 
So it was a cheating spouse. With a plus size woman, plus but size we woman. just went, she went dark with it. I bet. Angela's got a dark side to her. Yeah. <laughs> it, it went dark. I'll have to show you one of the pictures of the cupcake incident. Uh, <laughs> the cupcake in I fucking love cupcakes, by the way. Yeah. What was the cupcake incident? And at the end of the scene, we were covered in cupcakes, and she looked like she had a red mark from here to here. I'll have to pull it up. Okay. It, it makes more sense if I show okay. you the picture. And uh, okay, so the story is based on she's married to um, a guy, and the guy is cheating on her, mm-hmm. and it is um, I'm the other woman. I don't know I'm the other woman, so I kind of like come into play. I'm like. Don't know, and mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah blah, and and one point I am in her fantasy when she catches us, and instead mm-hmm. of being me with her husband, it forms into her like she motor. Yes, yeah, it up. You, yeah, it becomes the two of you. Yes, and yeah, and this so that's is, what the scene is. It's two, so I do okay. the husband first, and then I do her, okay. and that's the end result of that. Look at her face. Oh my God. She looks like she was, she looks like she has a head wound. <laughs> like she was like slashed. Uh huh. And that's cut frosting. Jesus. What was it that? Was like intense. red velvet? Uh, no, just regular. They're, honestly, they're Did weird. you guys get the good cupcakes no, or the shitty cupcakes? The oh, shitty cupcakes. That's the worst because I'll do scenes and I'll um, like, of course, we, I'm not yeah, going to spend a ton of money I on know. the cupcakes. We'll go to Ralph's, we'll get the shitty cupcakes. I know. And they taste so bad. Uh, and I'm like, why didn't I get the good ones? Because I always eat the props exactly. afterwards. Exactly. It's so hard. It, it was, in, and I had to eat them all oh. as part of the scene. It, but it was more of, at one point, there was cupcakes being thrown at me. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see how this is all edited together. And it was for Pure Taboo, and you know, they do yeah. things in extreme. Yeah, okay. I'm so, so excited about it. So, what was the scene? Like, you were eating, and then she, like. No, uh, she catches me having sex with her husband, okay. and the husband's a feeder. Okay. So, he's the type of guy that wants his girl to gain weight. Okay. So, in the storyline, um, he wants me to gain a certain weight before we move in together. Okay. And I don't know he's married, blah, blah, blah. We're fucking, fucking, fucking. And he likes to feed me while having sex. Okay. A lot of guys do that. It's okay. one of those right. part of that genre. And then the whole morphine and she keeps, what he does, she does, basically. And then okay. she gets off on it and then she just gets angry. She's like, you stupid. Does she do it in an aggressive oh, way? Like, you fucking yeah. bitch, you want to eat? I'll make you eat. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Wow. Oh, it got Dark. Wow. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how far we went with it because we we have an outline, you know, mm-hmm. does like an outline of what they're doing, but it's never 100% scripted. Mm-hmm. So you can say whatever you want at the time. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I'm like, you can say whatever. I have no qualms of what you're going to call me or I'm mm-hmm. going to feel like you cross the line. Mm-hmm. There is no line to cross. Mm-hmm. If your brain can pull it out, let's make this work. Yeah. And that's where we went. Wow. Yeah, I'm so excited. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. It's it's nice to see a major company throw in a plus-size performer. Yeah. Typically in the past, I, I would say uh, plus-size performers are like a roller coaster. Everybody wants us at one point. We'll work for so many companies and then... Mm-hmm. And then just build up, build up, and then everybody wants us again. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the year that everybody wants us again. Okay. Cause, I mean, it is a very niche kind of kind of thing, and that's kind of why I loved. 
That's one of the reasons, actually, I, I love my podcast. I was thinking about this because I get to have people like you on mm-hmm. who I wouldn't probably normally shoot because I shoot a very specific niche and I'm very much bound by mm-hmm. what my clients want, what my audience expenses, mm-hmm. expects and all that kind of stuff. So what I love about this podcast is that it gives me the opportunity to be able to explore other arenas that I don't work in, talk mm-hmm. to different people, different performers, get an idea of what their world is like. And it's just like, it's been such an educational experience for me. I really love and it. It's so it's so different how people make money. Yeah. It's things that you wouldn't expect. Eating cupcakes, come on. Yeah. I or also, had- not only just that, but what people... What people want, yeah. like what what people find sexy, what is sexual for people? Because it's so different for everybody. What do you find sexy? Dominance. I'm totally like into being dominated. Daddy play. You know, I was. <laughs> Okay, so I was into that, and then I think as I started to get older, I started to feel like really stupid about it because I'm almost forty. Mm-hmm. So for me to call someone daddy just feels disingenuous, you know? Because I'm like, like for you to be my like, and my boyfriend's younger than me, yeah. so like, how am I going to call him daddy? Like, it just feels. What about princess? No, he doesn't call me that. Okay. Yeah, that's usually when ones instead of like baby girl, it's like princess. Yeah, you're Actually, my princess. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't know. I used to be. I feel like I used to be a lot more adventurous when I was younger, and I've gotten like more vanilla as I've gotten older. Have you checked your hormone levels? That's usually something. I haven't. Insane. Oh man. Boys check the testosterone. Why don't we check ours? That's true. I haven't done that. Am I going through menopause? I'm losing everything. Early menopause. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting hot flashes. It, it doesn't even. It starts. Hot flashes are like two, three, four, Stop five it. years later. Stop it. You're just scaring saying. me. Stop I, it. <laughs> and now this is the moment you regret having me on. <laughs> she's going to go back and she's like, shit, she told me about this. <laughs> I'll be like all paranoid. I'll come home tonight and be like, baby, my hormone levels are off. He's like, what are you talking about? I used to want to have sex with more people and more things. I used to want to call you daddy. No, I don't. No, I don't want to call you daddy anymore. What's wrong with me? What happened to me? Hormones. What happened to the passion? I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is just stress and life. Yeah. And life always gets in the way. It really does. And this is why you need to make your own alone time sometimes. I know. A little I know. bubble of 15 minutes meditation. We, I'm a big on meditation. Are you? Yeah, That's huge. something that I have done quite a bit in the past and I've been slacking off on it lately and I keep meaning to go back into it. It's like 15 minutes of your life. I you can know. give 15 minutes just to just block When I think about all out. the time I waste on social media. Like I get I paid s- for social media though. I do too but like I still like yeah. I find myself I've gotten to the point now where I've found myself I check my phone way too often. It's become like an addiction thing and now like I try to purposely put my phone away for I don't know half an hour while I do something else because it's just like it's just constant. It's really I have bad. withdrawals. Yes, I do too. Because I'm like, because also too now people expect you to get back to them right away. Mm-hmm. And I work for a lot of different people, mm-hmm. so I constantly have clients being like, "What about this? What about that? What about what about this, this project? Dude, we can book this girl. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we need to talk to you right away because we suddenly made a decision on what we're doing, even though we've been planning this for three months. Yep. We need this to happen today, or we're missing f- fucking files. That's like the worst. Those are because. You don't even know if you still have them sometimes. Oh, yeah. You're like, Holy nothing shit. gives me a bigger fucking heart attack than possibly having lost yeah, digital content. I, I, I done that once, where I've done it a couple times, and it was a scene that I actually made particularly for the second boyfriend. He wanted me to work with a performer, oh. and um, 
I normally wouldn't have worked with her mm-hmm. just because, it, you know, but I made a point about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, we're going to be doing this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's just for you. And then, God. Yeah. I have to make it up to him one day. <laughs> it's one of those things. And you just, you know, it happens and you suck it up and move on. Yes. you can. I'm a big believer of go with the flow. The yes. more we try changing everything around us, the mm-hmm. more that we're trying to fight what everything's telling us, you know, mm-hmm. just go with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm happier overall because of that. Yeah, I mean, you definitely seem to have a, a good balance and a good aura about you. And it's the chickens. And the have chick- you seen my pet chickens? I think I have. Yeah, I'm a. I love my pet chickens. I always joke when people are like, "Why are you so happy?" I'm like, "I have pet chickens." My um, my main uh, lighting assistant has a pet chicken, like a pet chicken that lives Inside, in the house, a house chicken, and he also has a pit bull, and they're like best friends. And he actually has an Instagram dedicated to the two of them. Does and she they, wear like, a diaper? Hang out together. Uh, when she's inside for long periods of time, I believe so. Otherwise, yeah. they have like a box, open yeah. box for her yeah. that they keep her in. It's so funny how uh, I've seen chickens that are even like litter box trained. Wow. It's ridiculous. So mine, what, what, is, what is your chicken situation? I have... Outdoors in a coop? Yes. Six chickens. I just lost my little... She was like a little dwarfy one. She was my baby. Um, but Mo has his own chicken. Okay. We went to a goat farm um, to milk goats and there was a little egg and we put it in an incubator and then baby Mo was born. Aww. And it's a... Not the prettiest chicken, sorry, Mo. It's like this white, fluffy thing, and but it's, it's comfortable with who it is. It, it is. And it's comfortable and comes to Mo when Mo calls yeah. the chicken. So baby Mo comes to Mo, and it, all of a sudden he, he hears like Mo, and then you'll see the chicken run across the backyard and mm-hmm. like hop into his hand, and they'll take selfies together. I'm like full on, like yeah. I had baby. You want to hear? I have a very sad chicken story. I had baby chickens when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and I raised them, mm-hmm. and they were... Chicken soup? Uh, they ended up being roast chicken. Now, I kept them in um, the uh, greenhouse where my dad mm-hmm. kept all of his prized orchids. My dad has this thing about orchids. And they like Does he go to the orchid all show? all the orchids. No, he doesn't anymore, but he okay. had a thing about orchids. And they like ate a lot of the orchids. Mm-hmm. And so he was unhappy with it. And I was at school one day, and I came back, and I was told that a pit bull broke into the greenhouse and ate the two chickens. But that night, we had two roast chickens the exact same size as my pet chickens. And there were feathers in the trash, and I fucking know Rosie plucked those things, gutted them, and cooked them. And then finally, and I wouldn't eat them that night because I knew better. I knew those were my chickens. And then um, finally, many years later, I approached my dad about it. And he was like, yeah. He's like, but no, Pitbull really did kill him. But then we thought we'd just eat him because, you know. And I was like, mm, Stop lying to me, Dad. I don't believe you. But they Stop were my it. chickens. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Dad. So now I, thought- I had my childhood pets eaten in front of me. And, you, and that's why I work in porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why you, you, know, you had a thing against pit bulls for a while because you thought they hurt your chickens. I actually have a pit bull now. So. Okay. And she would totally eat a chicken. 100%. It's true. Yeah. She it's, would like, I mean, look, they're fucking it, dogs. They're carnivores. Yeah. Like, and it's, a f- it's unusual for a dog not to chase a chicken. They look like little dinosaurs running. Like, they're in- food. I mean, you know. I don't eat mines, but mines. Are, I get mines for eggs, but yeah. I, I can see it. Like yeah. I still eat chicken. 
Yeah. But we do the whole, like, Rosie's farm and all of our... I'm a huge hippie. Mm-hmm. Like, complete... I drive a Prius. I used to live in Silver Lake, the whole thing. Oh, like, wow. I'm a hipster millennial to the max oh, on that man. one. I know, right? <laughs> Where's your little fedora hat? I, I left it in the car. <laughs> it, it was a little windy. It would have been blown away. Um, it, it's the combination, but it's it's so weird because, like, I eat... I usually have a vegetable garden and mm-hmm. we do all the tomatoes and wow. the chickens and the eggs and then we go to the farmer's market like two times a week and then all our food is um, either halal or organic or in a small farm raised. Pasture raised. Yeah. I found that, that yeah, because there's a lot of misleading terms in terms of like organic food, mm-hmm. cage-free eggs. So cage-free eggs does not mean that they were not nope. raised in a humane environment mm-hmm. at all. It means they just weren't put in individual cages, but they can be stuffed into a huge warehouse uh-huh. with nowhere to move, mm-hmm. right? So that's bullshit. Free-range chicken, same thing. It just mm-hmm. means that there's like a tiny outdoor area that they could go into, which can also have be... access to. Yeah. It doesn't can, mean they even... It's open, but yeah. they have access to it. Yeah. So it's like... So the only terminology that you can be assured of that you're getting humanely raised Mm -hmm. animals is pasture raised Mm -hmm. not pasteurized pasture raised Mm -hmm. and so when I buy eggs I buy pasture raised eggs and I do like to go to the farmer's market Mm -hmm. and buy like pasture raised chickens but though I did stop eating meat um, I eat fish and eggs now but I stopped eating meat for the most part, like ninety nine percent of the time, after actually I had Nicole Aniston on this podcast, and then she convinced me to like try quasi veganism. I was a hardcore vegan for like three years of my life. So at home we eat meat maybe three four times a day mm-hmm. or a, a week, and mm-hmm. a lot of the meals that we will cook will be very much vegetarian mm-hmm. based, and you know maybe we'll throw a little of this and that. Um, big on. Non farm raised fish. Mm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever is caught, and then usually at the farmers market, we'll get whatever. Yes, is there. my boyfriend is a f- uh, fish fisher, fishing fish, guy. Okay, fisher. Fi- I mean, not officially a fisherman. He likes but he to likes fish to fish. Yeah, it's stressful. His, yeah, his free mm-hmm. time. He's a hobbyist fisher. Whatever. I don't know. Fisherman. He fishes. Yes. <laughs> So he's like a real snob about uh-huh. that shit. Like he will not. It has to be wild caught, and then he has to examine the fish, uh-huh. and then he's like, "Well, look at the scales," and like the, I'm like, "Whatever." Dude, the eyes look a little cloudy. Yeah, you've like, been there for a while. Yeah, I, like I he'll totally it. know. It's actually kind of impressive. It, it's good, and then you have good fish, and then it's yeah. a good dinner. And and I also went to culinary school, so I cook most of the meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you notice, like the boyfriend and his shit is mostly food that I've cooked for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most, I meal prep everything for him. So he's has a whole refrigerator of the meals for the week. Wow. I can start meal prepping for you. Mm. All vegan. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, it's the thing I'm getting into. I'm kind of playing around with the idea of going back into catering and doing different things and like uh-huh. meal prepping for people that want to do particular things. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. I'm kind of really liking the idea of doing that again. It's so weird. I have commitment issues in life. I'll, I'll explain that. That explains a lot of me if you get that. Yeah. I hop from one thing to another to another. You get bored easily. I do. But that, I mean, the great thing about today's society is that you can do so many different things. You know, like the internet has allowed you to be able to create your own businesses and mm-hmm. do all, work in all different fields and do all different kinds of stuff. Because I get, I get bored easily too. That's why I always have so many projects going on. Yeah. Because I'll totally get burnt out and bored of one thing. And then you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And then I'm going to make myself crazy uh-huh. because I've given myself so much work to do. But on the other hand, I, I don't get bored. Yeah. So it's there's, a balancing act. So that's a plus, too. When's the last vacation you took? Um, shit. It's, uh, it's 
been a while. I mean, I like to take little things. Been, has it been? Fuck. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Let's see. If you have to think about it, <laughs> it's been a while, people. We went to Oregon last year for New Year's. Okay. For like a long weekend. That, that's nice. Have I done anything since then? I don't think we've gone anywhere since then. Oh, wait, no. I, well, New York wasn't a vacation. I was working. Working. That doesn't count. Yeah. I guess not. We're going to go to Italy, though. My 40th birthday is okay. in September. Okay. And I am like, I am not going to be in the fucking U.S. Like, I am not. We are going to Italy, which is my favorite country. My cousin uh, runs a villa out in Tuscany. Okay. Like, we're going to go stay there. We're going to go to Venice. I've always wanted to go to Venice, so. You're going to enjoy yeah, I am a week like, or two. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be at least. I would like to go for two weeks. The problem is my boyfriend has a nine-to-five. So, whereas I can take off whenever I want because I run my own business, it's not yeah. that easy for mm-hmm. him. So, I don't know. He'll have to work out his hours. Another way to do it, and this is how I realized um, my husband has a normal job. So, mm-hmm. what I normally do is I'll go there maybe two, three days before he does mm-hmm. because if his work can't let him, mm-hmm. then he gets there. We'll spend the time together and then I'll stay two, three days. Mm. So, even if he can't be there the whole time, you yeah. have it and then you have your alone time too. That's kind of nice. It's not a bad idea. It's Easier than, you know, being sad that he leaves early. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like an in-between. He's either leaving early or starting late. Yeah. This way, you're like, oh, one or two days without him is not bad. And, and then you like, can kind of get a lay of the land uh-huh. and maybe get an idea of where to uh-huh. go and what to do. And I like to, I like to, I like pre-production. I'm into that. I'm into planning. I'm really into planning. I'm a horrible planner. <laughs> really? Oh, God. I'm so, like, I'm one everything. of those people, like, put a camera there. We're going to go. We're just going to wing it. We'll see how this comes out. Somebody will buy it out there. <laughs> and they put it up on my website. It does well. I'm like, I should have done that again. And then I just don't. <laughs> so is there a particular scene or movie that you've done that you really feel like people should go check out if they want to get to know you and your work? Um, No. And let's be honest. All my shit out there is pit- free you can just go <laughs> so sad but people can also go to your website yeah, and give you money right just fall in love with me first and then pay for my stuff uh-huh. go watch the free stuff okay and then if you still want to watch me naked go join my website carlalanetriplex.com <laughs> I, I it's one of those things it's yeah. everything's out there you know i've been doing this for, i have a vhs of porn a few vhs's when i first started it's just all out there I always say you want to get keep updated with me and mm-hmm. you want to see the new stuff I'm up to, join my website. Yeah. Or join Pure Taboo when the scene comes out, please. Yeah, I know. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be sick. Like Angela, come on. I know. Angela's pretty amazing. It's, it, it, that woman just cleaned out AVN. Yeah. How many? 15, 14? Something like that. Like an insane number. Yeah, and Pure Taboo just won Best New Imprint and mm-hmm. all these things. I'm like, hey. I have Brie Mills coming on in a couple weeks, actually. Oh, my God. I know. I'm hitting all. I, I'm hitting, hitting all big names. You, you are. You're, who are you missing at this point? Is who am some, I missing? Who do you want that you um, haven't got? And we should mention them so we can tweet at them right now. Um, let's see. I've asked. I asked Greg Lansky. Okay. Uh, he said that he'd love to, but he was he's super busy, so he'll let me know when he can. Which I take to meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> Never got the time, which is fine. Um, let's see. I just had Stormy Daniels on yesterday. That was. So that was good. Tori Black was is on. Just came on. She's awesome. There's so many. I, I literally have a list of girls at home um, that I want to come on, and I have girls scheduled. So there's like so many. So it's good. hard. It's hard to. I'd love to have Tara Patrick on actually because I've known her for a very long time. But she's always she's in Italy. Yeah. She lives there, so when she would have to, to be in town. You just take it with you. 
And then I make the whole trip mm-hmm. of tax write off. Girl, you're a genius. Just saying. Girl, you're genius. It's one little podcast for an hour, and then <laughs> it was a business expense. I hope the IRS isn't listening. Please don't audit me. No, if they are, you know, it's probably one guy that's a big fan of yours. It's like, you can do it that way. It's so funny. Have you ever tweeted out there, is there any tax guy or IRS guy out there? No. I have one guy that helped me out with a little trouble I was having a really? few years ago. He's like, yeah, I'm a big fan. And he's like, I, you know, this and this. He's like, okay. Let me take care of that. Wow. Yeah, I know I have an accountant who's really good. And I've I've been I'm very diligent about paying my ta- one thing my parents always taught me was always pay your taxes. I didn't like, get that. Don't lesson. fuck with the IRS, especially working in the adult industry. Cause they've seen so many people been taken like the IRS. Well, like, okay, so back, because my parents have always been around in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. So back in the 80s, when they were dealing with the Republican Party really trying to shut down mm-hmm. porn and trying to say it was pimping and pandering, and there was um, the Freeman case and like all this crazy shit going on, when the government couldn't get certain performers for, you know, obscenity or whatever, they got them for tax evasion. That's what they do. That's what they do with like mobsters, mm-hmm. you know? So Ginger Lynn, they went after her for tax evasion because they couldn't get her for like being a porn star. So it's like the way that the government punishes you. It's So I'm like real clean on my yeah. taxes. I'm super fucking careful. I, let's just say I wasn't always that careful. Well, you know what though? I was actually talking about this with my boyfriend the other day. Why don't they teach shit in school that actually has real life application? Oh, like how to balance your checkbook, how to pay your taxes, like how to register your car, like just basic fucking shit. Adulting? Adulting. Yes. It Why don't be- they have a class called adulting why don't <laughs> they do that adulting i think more kids would sign up for that uh it's funny because i went to a school in la that was very much like a brown pride thing mm-hmm. so we learned things that most people wouldn't have learned mm-hmm. almost like how to change a tire and how to do old basic even sh- that i don't know how to change a tire i have no idea do you have triple a yes there you go yeah but what if i'm stuck somewhere that i can't that what my if phone dies dead? i mean there's so many in the middle of nowhere it's dark exactly I have no reception. I mean, there's so many places that you could be in that you, like, knowing how to change a tire would be very valuable information. YouTube now. <sighs> Go watch YouTube. You're going to get it. If I didn't it. learn it when I was 13, <laughs> I'm never going to remember it. <laughs> I have a list on my YouTube, like, thing of things I need in case of emergency. Really? How and you to- say you're not a planner. Oh, I'm a prepper, but not a planner. Like, tell me. Tell me to show up somewhere, I'll show up and I'll get that done. But if you tell me I have to come up with the everything, it's just not gonna happen. Like I have things like planned out and like I, I like I'm a big zombie apocalypse girl. Like I know that sh- if something's gonna happen, there's gonna be a flu outbreak, I mean, everybody's gonna be fucked. But like I have my little, you know, first aid kits and my water purification stuff and all these I little would, things. Let's, let's apply that to what's probably more likely to happen, which would be a huge earthquake. Yeah, I, I figure it's all around. I mean, if you want to call it zombie apocalypse, that's sexier. Yeah. But I mean, as long as all this stuff would work in an case of an earthquake, too, then yeah, you know no, what? You're fine. You're, I'm just prepped. Fine. I'm just ready. You yeah. know, earthquake survivor kit. I, exactly. I swear to God, we're meant for one at this point. I've been hearing so, that ever fuck. since I was. I mean, you grew up here, right? Yeah, I'm an I've bitch. been hearing it ever since I was a kid. I mean, after we, Northridge, doing, we just haven't had any. That's what happened. And I remember doing drills at school when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and I've been hearing like. Every year since I was a kid, we're going to have a huge one. It's going to be next year. It's going to be next year. It's going to be next year. But then it happens everywhere else but here, and they were I like, know. fuck. It, they, it's it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just going to be one 
am I even going to be home? Am I going to be nowhere? And all my shit's just going to be there. And somebody's going to walk into my house like, oh, like, well, this person was ready. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't there. Yeah. Keep shit in your car. I do. I just got a Prius. That shit doesn't have much space because it's a pretty big trunk. No, I had the one with a, that's a plug-in, so oh. my trunk's a little small. Oh, but it's electric, so yeah. Mm. There, well, then there you go. You don't need to wait for gas. It, but all the long gas lines. That's when true. The earthquake happens, but I could only go like forty-five miles at a distance, <laughs> and then I have to plug in. Okay, <laughs> we're we're gonna go for another forty-five miles until we get out. Of town. Basically, we're all fucked. <laughs> yep. Let's oh, just well. burn the city down now. Yeah, let's just pretend this is it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Because all we have is the here and now, Carla. It's true. Only right now. God, I'm freaking her out with the future. I honestly, like, after the, there was a bunch of those earthquakes and mm-hmm. people, like, the news was saying that we were going to have one imminently. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in a state of terror for, like, a week. Like, I'd be at the gym on the treadmill be like, what if an earthquake happens right now? Like, I would imagine every place I would be that, like, an earthquake was going to happen while I was there. And how was I going to get out? Like, I, I literally... You had an exit plan I before? was, like, waiting for it to happen, like, every day. The moment you let your guard down, it's just going to happen. Well, thank you. Just reinfuse that fear I into know. me. So now I'm going to... Um, you know what? On Amazon, you should put... Do you have an Amazon wish list? Do people mm-hmm. buy you things off it? I do have an Amazon wish list. I haven't used it in forever because I feel weird I'm asking surprised. people to buy me shit. I'm surprised you don't put things for the girls. I have done that, um, but just, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm too, I'm too lazy. I'm a big Amazon person. Last year, I made like forty, uh, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on gifts. Um, and I think though that it's different for models because guys want to buy stuff for models because mm-hmm. they want that specific girl to wear something. For me, it doesn't really. But work you out have that way. models, and some models don't always come that prepared. Yeah, let's but be then honest. I gotta be like. Then I've got to prepare ahead of time and be like, okay, we're scheduled to shoot this girl this day. I need this outfit, but it's just like, it's too much. Then you ask for gift cards. Please send me gift I'm cards for like, this particular model. I already feel like I'm bugging, I'm, I'm begging for enough money through my Patreon to support this podcast. It's actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm very, very grateful to everyone who supports me. It's like, my it's bad been, side too. I, I wouldn't normally have been gone. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been great. I couldn't I couldn't do it without them because this, you know, this it, it isn't free. Like yeah. I don't record this in my living room mm. and like edit it myself and put it up. Like I have it professionally done because I've always been about doing everything but you're professionally. You're getting a good amount of followers. Yeah. You what are you ranking right now on your iTunes? Um, it depends. It varies so mm. much every week. So one week I'll be number 9 mm-hmm. and this is in top sexuality mm-hmm. podcast and then the next week I'll be 42. Um, and then the week after that will be 14. So it just goes like, I'm always in the top 50. Good. But it does drastically And depends change. on who you have on, too. Yes. I am always one of those things because a lot of people don't have plus-size models on. When mm-hmm. you have something so different on anything, I yeah. almost go, like, it's like an instant boost in anything you do because, oh my gosh, you did this. Well, that's the thing. I'm like trying to expand this podcast beyond just being about the adult industry mm-hmm. and just interviewing porn mm-hmm. stars and directors. Because like, we're born. What? We're boring. Yes, terribly, so terribly boring. boring. I'm actually like counting down the minutes it's until just, this is over. <laughs> Get her out of here like she should have left already. <laughs> no, but like, um, I don't know. I've wanted to expand it more to talk about different people in the sex industry, mm-hmm. like sex educators, therapists. Um, I have all those kinds of people coming on because I feel like it's a great platform for me to learn more yeah. about sexuality and for my audience as well. I think it's something that we don't talk about enough as a society. And I think that people are becoming more open 
to talking about it. And I think a podcast is a great platform for that. Do you smoke weed? No. Okay. Um, I did. There's a girl that does a sexuality thing. I think it's cannabis sex or okay. sex cannabis that you may want to have on. She's pretty interesting. Are they based out of Vegas? No, she's based oh, okay. out of here. And uh, I had, a, I had a, a show in Vegas ask me to come on, but she, I didn't have time. She was... Uh, She's around. I'll send you her info, but she's really she mixes the whole sex thing with smoking, mm-hmm. and it's I, I don't smoke, so mm-hmm. it's not I'm pushing her for a reason. But mm-hmm. she's I think you might like her. It's a good combination in her the way that she treats everything. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally like for cannabis culture, and mm-hmm. I'm I voted to legalize it, mm-hmm. and I've always felt that way. I just um, get paranoid. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like for me, I just I, I can't do anything that. Um, Affects my head because I'm such an addict that like it'll take me down. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm so like any. Ugh, it's just not even funny. I can't even try. <laughs> I. I'm a horrible. Um, I have a very addictive personality, so I know things I can stay with and stay away. Mm-hmm. And if I'm catching myself getting into a little loop, then I'm mm-hmm. like, drop it. I'm yeah. done. So I will drink occasionally, but it's never like if I go two, three days drinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, done. Yes, yeah, it's different it. for me. The mm-hmm. deeper I get into that loop, the deeper I get, and yeah. the harder it is for me mm-hmm. to pull out. Yeah, so I have the opposite reaction. It just I just get deeper and deeper and deeper, and then all my, of a sudden I'm like, oh, I grew shit. up with addicts around, so I mm-hmm. anytime I get into that little loop, I'm like, nope, done, shut the door, moving on, yoga, please. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> see that that is the thinking of like a rational, normal human being, like someone like me. Like an alcoholic with an addict's mind, I I just uh, I have the opposite reaction. Yeah, stay away. I can't stop. Like and it and I obsess when I don't have it. I like and when I have it, I can't the stop earthquakes. it. Yeah, I mm, get obsessive. Yeah. I totally do. I fixate on shit. It's bad. It makes me good at what I do, but it makes me kind of crazy. It in makes real you life. really good at what you do. Your <laughs> setups really, and everything are yeah. just ridiculous. And the Thank the you. little details that. Men I'm very, I'm very detail oriented. I'm not go with this. With men, normally don't see. You'll spot it faster. Yeah, you'll never see a label on any of your pictures. Oh no! Oh, sometimes you see pictures. And I'm like, when the girls like clothing labels hanging. Uh-huh. Oh, that's my pet. Or the cute. like, she's wearing a thong, and then all of a sudden you see that little white tag, and no, they're no, like, no, no. seriously, no, not okay. It's a great picture, but you're fucking it up with a. I make tag. girls cut their tags off before yeah, they even walk should. on set. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, and my makeup artists know. They're like, tags, 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 yeah. tags, tags. Because it's so distracting. Here are the little scissors. Please cut them. Yes. Don't cut yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on, Carla. It was such a pleasure to have you. I didn't scare you off. You didn't scare me off. You were just as delightful as I thought you would be. And I don't even know if we talked about anything, really. I think we talked about everything. Yeah, we talked about That's kind of the way that these podcasts have always gone. I just let the conversation go in an organic direction. It's like. And again, if you ever want to shoot a fat girl, I'm just saying anything. Anytime I personally have anything against it, I would just have to have somebody who would hire me yes. or pay for and the shoot. And it's also different to shoot. Yeah, I would imagine. It's different angles, different everything. Yeah. What you shoot straightforward isn't always, you know, I'm. It's it's fun. it's it's a it's interesting challenge. because the things that probably I should be um, uh, what's the word the things that I would normally try to be minimizing mm-hmm. in my day to day shoots would be something that I would be emphasizing uh-huh. if I was shooting mm-hmm. like plus size BBW mm-hmm. girls so it would definitely be a different experience. Mm-hmm. It's funny um, when I ask somebody, "Do I look fat in this dress?" It's not because I want you to say no. I want you to say, "Actually, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, and, yeah, girl. Th- thank you. And like, I'm not going to get criticism for looking skinny in a black dress. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid. Well, I have to say, I wish I had um, some of your attitude because um, feeling like you're always trying to achieve something that you'll probably never attain, I have to say, is exhausting. And I deal with it every day. And um, I applaud you for loving who you are and being comfortable with that. And I think that there's something that we can all learn from that. Just give yourself a hug every night. Just remember, if you don't love you, nobody else will. Yeah, It's all about that. Confidence. Yeah. If you're not confident, nobody else is going to think you're confident. If you don't love yourself, if you don't truly love the body you're in, mm-hmm. how do you expect anybody else to? Right, right. No, you're absolutely right about that. All right, Carla, where can, um, where can our fans find you on uh, social media? I am Carla Triple X Lane on Twitter. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I am the real Carla Lane because apparently Carla Lane was taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, for my website, it's CarlaLaneTripleX.com. Awesome. And then make sure, guys, that you keep an eye out for her Pure Taboo scene with Angela White coming soon. That sounds like it's going to be something we're definitely going to have to check out. Maybe I'll watch that and I'll eat. Delicious cupcakes. The good ones. Don't do the cheap good ones. ones. I won't do the cheap ones. Don't cheap out. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. You can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered so I don't have to start an Amazon wish list. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Well, that was a great, very positive, very uplifting interview. I love how confident Carla is. I love how in love she is with who she is. And I wish that, you know, everybody could have that kind of self confidence. I think people will be so much happier. And I so admire her for really being true to who she is. I love that she's into being polyamorous and how she explained how that works for her and even educated me a little bit on that. Um, I always love how I'm learning new things on this show all the time and Carla we appreciate you coming in and um, spreading your message of body positivity and we wish you all the best and we just think you are so adorable so thank you so much for coming in Next week in the studio, we're going to have Erica Lust, acclaimed female director, and she's going to be fresh off of her ex-confessions screening that she's doing here in LA, which I am actually going to. So I'm excited to go there, meet her for the first time, um, watch her screening, and then have her here in the studio a couple of days later to talk about the screening, to talk about her work, and talk about her vision for the future of women in porn. So make sure that you tune in next week for Erica Lust on Holly Randall Unfiltered. <laughs>